It's the Generation Zen Podcast. We're back with episode four. It's been a really crazy week. A lot of stuff has happened, but it's time that we unwind a little bit, we relax, have a good time, and what better way to do that than bring two people from the great state of New Jersey together for an epic podcast with a lot of fun stuff. Marley, what's good, my friend? Oh, it's going good, Justin. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. Yo, that's your Twitter name in case anyone wants to follow you on Twitter. It's a good account. You post a lot lot of good stuff. Um, So we'll get into all that later because we have a really funny story on how we met. Yes. And how we first started (laughs) talking for the first time. So it's exciting. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to talk about that later. But first of all, I want to know, how are you doing amidst all this chaos? Uh, I'm doing okay, Justin. (laughs) I am uh, pretty much almost done quarantine. We're recording this on Sunday and my quarantine technically ends on Wednesday. That's when I will have been home for two weeks uh, from my study abroad in Italy. And it's, it's been okay. I mean, like being inside the house all day, it's, uh, it's a, not an easy thing to do. I'll tell you, but, uh, I'm doing okay. Good. Yeah, no, you gotta, obviously you're going to talk about more about your trip and what that's like, but first I gotta know two weeks inside your house, not being able to leave. What is that like? Oh, it's not, it's not great. I mean, I like to think that I'm an introvert and I am an introvert, but like only to a certain extent, like, you know, nobody can really stay in their house for two weeks without going a little crazy. Uh, There have been some nice days here in sunny New Jersey. So I have like taken the opportunity to go out to the house to like parks in public spaces and stuff. Uh, so I have taken advantage of that, thankfully. But yeah, it's not very fun. You know, I've been doing my homework for my online classes and playing my Switch. And that's about it. <laughs> so now all your classes, they shifted to online? Yeah, unfortunately. And let me tell you, uh, learning about Italy when you're no longer in Italy, uh, it's very dismotivating. Uh. Is that a word? Unmotivating. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, that's yeah, that's terrible. Because last episode, I had my friend Julia on, and yeah. she talked about her study abroad program. And literally, as soon as we finished recording that episode, we got the news that all study abroad programs for all the SUNY schools for New York and, and a lot of the Jersey schools have been canceled and postponed. Oh so it was God. horrible timing because she was telling all about how great it was, and and you'll mm-hmm. tell me how awesome it was, even though it was cut short. But it was just yeah. crazy on that day that all study abroad programs were pulled. But I want to know, because you were in Italy, and before all this happened, you had an amazing time. And I saw the pictures on the iPhone 11, which turned out amazing, by the way. <laughs> what a great <laughs> camera. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I literally thought a lot of those pictures, I'm like, was that done on like a DSLR? I'm like, or was that an iPhone 11? Nah. You said iPhone 11. I'm like, yo, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, just my phone. I was able to capture some really great memories that I will have forever. Um, but yeah, I really did have an amazing time. I mean, every, everybody says that about study abroad, but it's so true. It was such a great experience. And even though I was only there for a month when it was supposed to be three and a half, uh, it was still so great. I want you to talk about what it was like when you first got there. Because you told me that in the beginning because I, I, I asked you like, 
couple weeks into it, how is it going? You know, how are you making out on it? Because it can be Mm -hmm. intimidating for people because you're thrown into another country and all of a sudden it's like, all right, make friends and see this, see this. So what was it like living in another country for a couple weeks and not really knowing anybody? But then it turns out from at least what I saw, you made some really good friends and had an excellent time. Yeah, I did. So uh, before Italy, I had never traveled anywhere, actually. Um, I am not very cultured or like well experienced in terms of traveling or other places. Um, I've like lived in the Philly, New Jersey area, like pretty my whole life. Um, And I never gone anywhere. And so like, I really wanted to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And so I was like, what better way than to study abroad? So I did, I went to Florence, Italy, uh, with the intention of being there for three and a half months. And I went completely on my own. Uh, I didn't know anybody. I didn't go with a friend or anything like that. And um, it turned out pretty great. Uh, The acculturation process of like becoming um what's the word I'm looking for immersed in the culture was um pretty uh intimidating at first uh and it was a little bit difficult but um over time I just like made my own routine I really started to get to know the city because Florence is actually a very small city and um you can walk the whole thing in maybe like I don't know 45 minutes oh really um yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually pretty small. Um, and then once, like, you really get to know it, it becomes even smaller. So, you know, I was really starting to get a routine down, and I loved the city, and I really started to make some great friendships. And uh, and I was sent home. And it's very sad, but I'm really happy with the time that I did have. That's great. And I'm so glad that you learned a lot, and you sounded like you, you got something out of it, even though it was so yeah. short. But you definitely mm-hmm. got to go back when everything settles down and when the world becomes more normal. Oh, of course. I will absolutely be back one day because now it's like on the list of one of the places that I've lived in my life. And so now when I come back, it'll just be nostalgic because, you know, I used to live there. I used to live in Florence. That's incredible. So um, it'll be really nostalgic and awesome to come back one day. And you got to play the Assassin's Creed music when you go there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember when, whenever you show me the pictures, I kept thinking of the song. Remember I sent you the Assassin's Creed song? <laughs> yeah, was it you or somebody else uh, sent me an article about this like kid who played uh, one of the Assassin's Creed games, the one that's based off of Florence, and he actually went to Florence. He ma- he made like a whole blog post about how like the city was exactly like the game, and he was like so floored by it. Yeah, it was I, the funniest thing. I think that was me because I know I sent you something from from the hard drive talking it about like. It had to be it. it. I think it was me because remember in the article too, they talked about like those feathers in the game like those hidden feathers you find and then the guy was looking around and he's just like wait this is where the feather was and <laughs> this level yeah that was absolutely you nobody else would have sent me something like that oh but it was so funny and yeah and I was actually one of the other cities that I visited in Italy was called Siena and I believe I don't know which uh game it was but I believe that one of the Assassin's Creed games was also based off of Siena and my tour guide um in Siena actually mentioned that and I was like oh that's a really cool fact for you to bring up for us oh really wow that's that's crazy. yeah I wasn't expecting that I was like huh that's really cool yeah that's it's <laughs> it's cool how when you play a game and stuff like that like and you then you see it in the real world like when I was in Tokyo for those three mm-hmm. weeks in December and yes. you see like 
in games like you see that like Shibuya crossing and then you're actually yeah. there it's just like wow like this is <laughs> this is a real place you know? exactly and also not even just in games but just like you see these beautiful amazing places on the internet and you look at it and you're like how can this be real and then you're there and it's like it is real <laughs> it's yeah here yeah it's awesome it's it's really yeah. cool so I'm glad it had a great time um obviously I'm really sorry that it, it ended so soon and it ended sooner oh, than expected thank you. But obviously, the safety of everyone is the most important, especially what's going on. Yeah, and just a week later, like Trump imposed that ban on, um, like, to, uh, banning travel to and from Europe for American citizens, which is so crazy. I mean, like, things really escalated right after I left. I really left at, like, the perfect time. Like, and it was very sad that I did, but, like, it was definitely the best decision in the end. Right. It was, it was a good decision, but obviously unfortunate because, again, I was talking to another friend of mine who is in college her last semester and a bunch of friends of mine their last semester and they're pulled back now and it's all online only and they only had three days to like pack up their stuff and get home exactly same with my friends i i'm currently a junior in college and a lot of my friends from back home in my hometown are a uh, grade above me so they're seniors and they're very upset that they couldn't live out their last semester of college maybe ever and they don't get a graduation ceremony and it's all just like super disappointing you know like a bunch of people uh, doing things that they're passionate about like study abroad students um athletes people who do drama like i know a lot of the high schools across the country their musicals were canceled for the spring and it's really upset you know it's really upsetting that like a lot of people um doing things that they're really passionate about they're not gonna be able to do so yeah it's it is and especially like how do you transition a lot of classes to online because all those theater oh classes God. i was in an acting class my last semester mm -hmm. and when I took that acting class, there was no way that that could be online unless you do like yeah. a Zoom class or something like that. But even then, oh, it's not the God. same. You know, it's not the same. Like, <laughs> I could set up a camera in my living room and like have my parents watch. Like, no, <laughs> you know what I no, mean? No, that, that sounds awful. Um, yeah. And especially in like the classes that I took in Italy uh, were transferred online. And luckily for me, a lot of my classes could be easily transferred online. But um, a lot of the questions that the other students were asking when the program was canceled is like how is my photography class going to be online and there was like so many like weird and cl interesting classes that the school in Florence offered like um chocolate making and wine tasting Wait, that was a class yeah that's um, crazy how do, i know what's the test eat food <laughs> exactly. i wish i had that class i think the funniest class to me was called iphoneography yeah, what you do in the class? Just take pictures on your phone? Apparently. I didn't take it, but, like, I saw it on the course catalog, and I was like, hmm, it's interesting. That's, iPhoneography. That's very interesting, yeah, because obviously yeah. with the situation at hand, transitioning everything online is pretty crazy. But um, I, I yeah, do want to have sucks. a really fun show today, and I yes. wanted you to talk about that because it was so interesting and stuff. But we have a lot to get to. And one of the things yes, that you, we do. you really wanted to talk about – was how you got a uh, research assistant job right over the summer yeah. i think you didn't really tell me a lot about it so i'm gonna be hearing about this for the first time too oh, yeah. what is that gonna be because it sounds really cool 
Yeah, so um, it's technically an internship. It's like a volunteer-based thing, but I had to interview for it. Uh, So basically at Rowan, uh, which is my school, um, Rowan University in New Jersey, uh, there's a lot of different uh, research labs for, you know, different subjects. Like, you know, my major is psychology, so... Uh, But there's also like physics and biology and, you know, all kinds of labs. So um, I applied to be a research assistant in this one lab called the Safe Behavior Lab. Um, And I'll tell you what it stands for. It's a mouthful. It's the Social Acceptability and Functional Evaluation of Behavior Lab. Um, Easy to say, right? Yeah. So we just say Safe Behavior Lab. Um, So it uses human subjects and it... uh, uh, it's for children ages 3 to 18 who are um, severely autistic and they engage in self-injurious behavior, uh, mostly like headbanging, um, eye poking, scratching, uh, stuff like that. And the whole uh, idea of the lab is um, to collect data through observations and then come up with uh, behavioral assessment, treatment and intervention strategies for them, uh, which I think is really interesting. And um, I'm really excited to start. Uh, I actually emailed the professor uh, who runs the lab the other day. And since my study abroad was cut short, um, I asked her if I could start early. And she said that I could uh if Rowan is still open, I could start in a couple weeks because the training process is rather lengthy because I need to learn how to like collect data and, you know, input that on on the computer and look for um, patterns in the behavior to find out what the behavior is contingent on. So um, I'm really excited to start. I think it's super interesting. I like helping people, especially children uh, with disabilities. So um, I'm really excited for it and that's the whole idea that's so cool yeah because it's so true that when you do something you really like it doesn't feel like a day of work yeah um, you know i could say that firsthand that only doing this for a year you know i work in, in tv so yes. only, only doing this for about a year and for the most part when i go to work it's like i love what i do the fact that you're really passionate about this and you want to keep going for it um I think that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to start. So I'm glad that you're getting to do what you really like, and I really appreciate you telling everyone about it because yeah, of course, we want everyone to enjoy what they do for a living. That's the yes, that is the goal, and I love psychology. It's like really the one subjects the one subject that's really clicked with me, and I love it. Yeah, so it's awesome. (laughs) That's sweet. So thanks for sharing about that. But now, because you said New Jersey. I recently moved to New Jersey, and we have a really yes. funny story on how we met because we <laughs> didn't meet in person. We met over social media, of all things, which is pretty crazy. And the, yes. the craziest thing, too, was it was random. Yeah. If you all know the bit block on YouTube, <laughs> this guy, this freaking guy. like This guy. <laughs> he is awful. He is so awful. I can't. I, I can't even describe how bad he so is. So they're making a new Mario Party game that uh, brings together the hundred best mini games. First of all, thanks for asking the community, Nintendo. Seems like the type of thing you could have had like fans vote on on a special website, and then you make the ones that had the most votes. That's probably a pretty good way to determine what the hundred best mini games are. But never mind. You know better than us. Also, uh, by the way, by the way. 65 million sales or whatever it is, that doesn't mean that's how many people are actively buying games for the f- 
system. It's an old system. Therefore, it doesn't really matter how many it's sold. It matters how many people are still actively buying software for it. Because as people will be quick to point out, the 3DS has like 60 million people who own it. The GameCube had like 10 million people that owned it. So on a console that has 10 million people and then a, uh, a console that has 60 million and you release a game series and they both sell about the same numbers, that's a hint right there. The team, yeah, that team right there, the team that's making Mario Party with the, the top 100 minigames, but they're making it for the three days. Get the you're fired. Get out. Get. Go. I would, I would fire them literally. I would walk around with a blowtorch connected to my back. I'm like a backpack. So they'd know that I mean business at all times. And if I fire you, I will literally fire you. And you'll know who's getting fired because they'll literally be unfired. He thinks the Wii U is like the best console ever, but the Switch sucks, which I have no idea why he thinks that way, but- Make it make sense. At Josh least make Thomas. it make sense, yeah. So <laughs> this guy sucks. I'm still trying to find the clip of RGT85 from the Spawn cast. He roasted this guy so bad on an episode, but I'm still <laughs> trying to find it. So um, yeah. if I have the clip, I'll insert it. If not, then I gotta still look for it because it's hilarious. It's difficult to find T on the bit block because so many things about him aren't getting deleted and reposted and re-uploaded and dates are all mixed up. But a lot of his stuff is like deleted. So it's difficult to find stuff on him. But actually... Um, there's this, I actually had no idea that this existed. There's something called um, an atrocious YouTuber's Wikipedia. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> so, like, when I Googled the bit block to try to remember some stuff about him for this podcast, one of the things that comes up when you Google the bit block is there's a Wikipedia page called the atrocious YouTuber's Wikipedia, <laughs> and he is on there. <laughs> and rightfully so. This guy sucks. And... I love yeah. Game Explain on YouTube. I think those guys do a great job. And I, yeah. and I listen to their podcast every week. You know, I love those guys. And then he mm -hmm. started roasting the Game Explain guys for no reason because he used to be on their discussions and stuff back when he was cool, which we'll get into in a yeah. second. But mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, one day, he just started roasting Game Explain. Like, oh, all you guys do is upload trailers and do discussions. It's like... Um, yeah, which was so weird. They do analysis. They do all this stuff. Game trailers are like only a portion of their videos, and they don't even get that yeah. many views. It's so, and it's so weird because I remember like um, one of the things that was really popular that Josh Thomas did was uh, Tomodachi Life playthrough, if you remember that game. Great game for the Nintendo 3DS. And he like had uh, the Game Explain guys like as me's living on his island. So yeah, I don't know. It's like, what, what happened, man? It's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you, you're having a great time in your 3DS, and now the next day you wake up, you're like, I hate Game Exploit. They suck. So It's so sad. He used to be so cool. I have no idea what happened. What happened? I, I don't know, honestly. All I know is that one day his content just started being so coming so toxic and horrible that I was yeah. on Twitter one day, and I'm going to be like, is anyone else not seeing, like, how awful this guy is? So I, I don't remember how I searched it, but I searched, like, Bitblock on Twitter, and, like, you were one of the first people I saw have yes. a reply. I actually have the tweet pulled up Oh, right you have now. the tweet? Yeah, yeah. Read the yes. tweet. Read the tweet. So you probably searched in the keyword, the Bitblock, and my tweet popped up. This was from February 22nd, 2019, so a little over a year ago. Wow. Yeah, and that was, like, tweet... right before I was moving here. Yeah. Yeah, so, and the tweet said, 
I think a lot of Animal Crossing fans can relate to being a fan of Josh Thomas, the bit block in 2015 slash 16, and then gradually over time becoming more disappointed in him and finding out how much he sucks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tweet. And that is how we met on Twitter was bonding over how much Josh Thomas sucks. And that's how you found that tweet. And, you know, and we started talking and found out that we had a lot in common with our love of Nintendo and how close we live in real life is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the crazy thing is that I was just on my way moving here because I graduated school December of that year. So I just graduated school. I was getting ready to move here. I'm like, man, like, I don't know anybody, but randomly on social media, I saw your tweet and we just started connecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we li- we live probably about like an hour away from each other. Yeah, which is about an hour. Amazing. Yeah, you're like <laughs> you're like you're South Jersey. I'm Central, which is the better Jersey, I by the way. South- what do you have <laughs> besides like farmland? We have New York City. Like- what farms are here? New York City is like only forty five like- minutes away from a house. Whenever I find myself like kind of up there, I'm like, there's farmland here and like cows and shit like what else is there? i think you're being you're confusing this part of jersey with upstate new york because upstate to new york i agree but central jersey i can take a picture in front of my house right now you'll see all the cars <laughs> well maybe not today but still i live in a pretty busy street <laughs> okay you do that and i'll be very impressed with all the cars in your neighborhood <laughs> i'm telling you yo i am telling you that i lived in long island going to the city a lot, you know, living in a busy area, and then going upstate New York for school, which is in the middle of nowhere. So I can guarantee you right now this is not the middle of nowhere. Maybe Sea Sea Caucus has farms. I'll give you that. Sea Caucus, baby. (laughs) All right, fine. You are definitely like a New York Jersey boy, and I'm a Philly Jersey girl because I live 15 minutes tops outside of Philly, and that's where I was born, and that's where I used to live. So that that is my town, and you can – my town, my city, and you can hear it in my beautiful – elegant accent i do that yeah. philly accent <laughs> i know you have, a, you have a strong philly accent and i have a new york accent so it bounces yeah. each other out it's like romeo and juliet i hope you're an eagles fan yeah of course okay good yeah because i am an eagles <laughs> fan as you probably know because that's like half my posts online it's just about the eagles when we're playing yeah mm-hmm. um and when we won the super bowl that was an awesome moment it's it's really modern day romeo and juliet here it, yeah it really is <laughs> philly and new york so and, yeah. and the jersey's just sandwich in the middle, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, when you've lived here your whole life, it is uh, kind of boring. But then when you really sit and think about it, like, you know, I have Philly to the left of me. I have New York above me. And I have the ocean to the right of me. So it's honestly pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Because the beaches that, because you went to the beaches, I think I remember, like, right before you were leaving. Um, oh, yeah, I always do. Yeah, I always go to the beach. Yeah, those are gorgeous. So when people say Jersey is smelly, I look at them <laughs> funny. I'm like, no, it's not. Where are you getting your information from? <laughs> yeah, the Jersey Shore. Yeah, the, yeah, they, they get it from from MTV, which yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started about that. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real, guys. Jersey's right. great. We've already gone on long of a tangent already. We've gone on long. Yeah, we've gone on long about Jersey. So now let's get into the fun stuff. So. I want to know how you got into Pokemon because I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Mm. Um, I was in Japan recently, like I said, and I saw all the Pokemon stuff. And 
I felt like a kid again. I felt like yeah. <laughs> like a, like I never had before in a long time just loving this game and loving these things. So I want to know oh, how yeah. you got into the series. Yeah, which uh, firstly, like I thoroughly enjoyed your pictures that you uh, kept updating me on from Japan. I oh, thought thanks. it was I awesome. That. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, it looked great. And I was so happy I got to share that with you. But oh, gosh, I don't know what came first, if I was a fan of the games or the anime first. I like the classic what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I do know that my first game was uh, Pokemon Diamond. And that was, I got that a little bit after um, it had released because I don't know, I was like, I was a fan of video games when I was like a little kid. Like my first video game was, I don't even know what it was called. It was a joystick that I got from Toys R Us and on the console or whatever it was was like Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, Mappy. Yeah, I had one of those. They're like plug and yeah. play Ataris. Yeah, we got my dad yeah. one of those a long time ago. Oh, I wish I still had it. I'm I think so... I still got mine. I think so. Dude, you have to let me know if you have it. Anyway, yeah, I was probably a fan of the anime first, and that's how, like, I was like, oh, I want to continue, like, my love of video games, you know, at the age of what, I was probably, like, seven years old. So that's when I got, like, uh, Nintendo DS and um, and Pokemon Diamond, and I loved it so much, you know, like, could barely read just having the time of my life <laughs> and um now I'm 20 years old over a decade later and I just never outgrew it I just kept playing the the games uh year after year as it released and I'm a huge fan of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon um I just love it so much it brings me joy <laughs> I don't remember either if I got into the anime or the game first but I do remember when I got the Game Boy Advance and I played Fire Red and then I got yeah. Emerald, and I was like, these games are awesome. And then I remember yeah. uh, I got so, – so I'm two years older than you, so in fifth grade of elementary school, I got Pokemon um, Pearl the day it released. And I remember mm. I, I pre-ordered it. I got the pen. Like, there was a special, like, Palkia pen that came with it, and I remember playing that <sighs> game all day. Like, I remember – it's, so cool. it's weird how I remember certain things like that, but, like, I remember, like, my parents weren't home. My grandmother was here watching me or something, and then she took me at, like – eight in the morning to Toys R Us to get the game and all I did that day was play it. It was, it was crazy. Good for grandma. That's awesome. <laughs> like she took me to get Pokemon when I was in fifth grade, which is awesome. That's so sweet. Yeah. And you are a couple years older than me, which is funny because uh, we're so close in age, but we're different Pokemon generations. So you said that your first gen was three, right? So mine was three. Cause I started with fire red. Um, mm -hmm. I got that for Christmas from my uncle and then I liked that so much that uh, a couple months later I got Emerald, and then I was hooked on those games, getting everything. And then when I got yeah. the, the DS, I pre I pre-ordered Pearl when that came out and got that and the strategy guide. <laughs> Back when strategy awesome. guides were a thing, yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely had the guidebooks, but I I definitely really only had it to look at the pictures, probably. <laughs> I didn't care about reading anything. It was just I love the artwork on them. Oh okay, good. <laughs> you know? It's like I never read the strategy. I'm like okay, a couple games like. Some of the Zelda games, because when you're a kid, some for some reason those games feel really impossible. I don't know why. Oh yeah. So like for Twilight Princess, I still, got I played that Justin. when I was in fifth grade, and <laughs> mm. I actually had to read to follow the puzzles and stuff. But so yeah. I am embarrassed to say that. But Pokemon, no, I did that myself. 
Wow, that's awesome. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you so much, yo. But yeah, my first, I started with Gen 4, and that is definitely my all-time favorite gen. I really think that, like, at least Platinum. Platinum was, like, everything that Diamond and Pearl wasn't, and it was just, like, a tweak, just a couple things, but I really think those games, like, still hold up today, and it's still so much fun. Yeah, I think so, too, and I also like uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Those games oh are great. my god yeah those were like i feel like way beyond their time like uh two two regions the pokey walker like it was awesome and and all of the uh different sprites of the pokemon walking behind you it was great like i saw this one tweet that um if heart gold and soul silver uh came out today like uh the johto region or or no the kanto region would definitely be like a dlc oh yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was so funny but that's why i thought that like heart gold and soul silver was like so beyond like it's time i thought i thought that was so much fun yeah they did an excellent job with the remake because i don't know i like most of the pokemon remakes really i think even uh because my yeah. favorite's emerald and i think the omega ruby and alpha sapphire games are good oh that was fun yeah i i played uh omega ruby i thought that one was good so yeah i've like pretty much played every gen and then like i started with four and as i got older i like backtracked and did like three two and one nice. um yeah of course and then like of course i'm a big mystery dungeon fan and you just got the remake right I did. I haven't had like too much time. I, I'm not too far into it uh, just because I've been doing online classes like um, a good student. Right. But uh, good student. so Yo, far, it's... shout out, good student. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so far, so great. Like I, I'm such a big fan of the artwork and Mystery Dungeon gets so challenging as as you go on, like I like I remember, uh, my favorite is uh, Mystery Dungeon: Explorers of Sky, and um, that battle, that one of the final battles with uh, Dialga. Oh my God! I just remember like sitting there using so much brain power. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step. I'm gonna eat a gummy. I'm gonna throw a seed. I'm gonna like oh so much strategy. It's so much fun. Yeah, I gotta play the remake because. I think I told you, but I remember when that game came out too, uh, and I remember the commercials too. You remember when like Blue Rescue Team? Yeah, well, no, Red, because <laughs> I had the Game Boy first before I had the oh, DS. Oh, so even more, yeah. Yeah, so before every, all my friends had the DS, but I still had the Game Boy, so I I got the Game Boy version, and it was cool because they were both like still the same game, just like some different like some differences, like you had the touchscreen stuff. But I remember the commercials for this game. I'm like, wait, you actually get to control the Pokemon? Like, I gotta wow. get this. <laughs> yeah revolutionary right so yeah i remember playing that game in like boy scouts when we weren't supposed to and they like put the <laughs> game down what are you doing i'm like i'm almost done so like i remember in fire red random random remembering we were in boy scouts and when i got to mewtwo i had like a crowd of my friends just watching they're just like you already got to mewtwo because like they just got into pokemon too so they're all crying over me like like use the master ball you still have the master ball so <laughs> that was cool i just remember that now Oh, those are such good memories. I love stuff like that. And you watched the anime too, right? Yeah, I did. I really only remember watching uh, Gen 4 uh, when they were in Sinnoh in the anime. Because, like, I remember it came on at 9 a.m. every Saturday morning. And so, like, I had, I had my dad wake me up at, like, 8.50 every, every Saturday morning. And that was, like, those are some good nostalgic memories. 
the days when we loved waking up early for TV. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, just like, what happened to the world? <laughs> I know. I, Saturday morning cartoons are so good. I remember that too, yeah. like just watching the Pokemon in the morning. Not only are you a, a real big Pokemon fan, but you also love Animal Crossing and maybe yes. a little bit more than Pokemon, I feel like. Ooh, I feel like just a tiny bit more. Yeah. I don't know if I know an Animal Crossing fan as big as you. Oh, that's so sweet. How did you get into Animal Crossing? And the I feel like the community is awesome too in Animal Crossing. Like oh, they all yeah, get they all freak funny. out about like a piece of furniture. I know. It's so <laughs> wholesome and hilarious. I love when people like uh compare the Animal Crossing community to like for example the Smash community and like it, it, we're like freaking out over the teeny tiniest things and it's so difficult to explain the appeal of Animal Crossing to someone who has never played before like you pay back your mortgage and you know you do like you run errands for cute animals like how do you explain what's so magical about animal crossing well i i got into animal crossing um around the same time that i got into playing pokemon diamond on my ds i probably like alternated back and forth between pokemon diamonds and animal crossing wild world which was for the ds and i just you know i put so many hours into that game and then um new leaf came out in like late 2012 or no in 2013 or so and um i just love it so much again it's so it's so difficult to describe what's so amazing and magical about animal crossing but i am i'm beyond excited for new horizons yeah i know that's like all you tweet about now <laughs> is <laughs> <Yeah>. new horizons <laughs> and like know. you know x amount of days till new horizons or oh, i wish yeah, this game was that or anything yet oh my gosh that, it, that game does look really good though and i am gonna get it at some point Oh, good. Because it yeah. looks a lot of fun. And you said you'd visit my town and help me out because I've, yes. only, I've only played like a little bit. Like I played yeah. I played Wild World and then I kind of fell out. But I did like New Leaf a lot. Yeah. Because I got that game through like Club Nintendo points just to try. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this game's fun. But I still am a noob, so I will need help. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like the ultimate escape from the world. Relax game like i can i can really escape and like go to my own little world that's like entirely my own which is so exciting about new horizons is because we've had we've never had this kind of freedom before in an animal crossing game like in new leaf you were the mayor and you could like have public works projects but now like if you've seen the trailers you can really like sculpt the town and like create waterfalls and actually pick where your villagers live for once and and it's just so amazing that we're getting so much freedom now to really make it entirely our own yeah i think that's what i'm most excited for the the out of everything is the fact that like you can just you could add a bridge here or you could get a, get rid of water in this part and just really like shape it to the way you want it yeah, and it's almost overwhelming because, like, again, as Animal Crossing fans, like, um, with each new game, we've gotten a little bit more freedom, but now, like, we just made the jump to, like, this incredible amount of freedom that we've never had before, which is almost a little overwhelming, but um, it just allows so much creativity, and I'm very excited. I mean, I'm just going to go with the flow. I've seen some hardcore animal crossing fans really planning their islands to the <laughs> yeah, the tr drawing in on, on like a gr on autocad grids i'm like what the hell is <laughs> going on I'm like, oh yeah yeah 
Um, but I, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow and see where my creativity takes me. Um, the only thing I have planned is my island name. Which... Oh, yeah. You're going to reveal it on the podcast. That's right. What is the, <laughs> what is the name? What is the name? The grand reveal. Well, it is just Sanjim, which, as you might remember, was the second town in the Sinnoh region oh. in Pokemon Gen 4. Do you remember that? Nice. Where the professor's lab was? Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, so... That was really, um, I've had, I've used that name before in one of my New Leaf towns, and I had that town for a couple years, and um, I don't know, now the name is a little nostalgic to me, and I thought that it was fitting because, I don't know, it has the word sand in it, and like islands have sand, I don't know. Pokemon sand names gem. are awesome, and I definitely like that name. Yeah, so that that will be my island. So that's the sand big reveal. Islands. That is the big reveal, that is the name yeah. of your Animal Crossing town. <laughs> Sweet. I'm very excited. So in terms of other stuff coming to Animal Crossing, they didn't say like they're planning any DLC or anything like that, I don't think. But I expect that we're going to get like kind of updates later, right? Well, they technically did. So this hasn't happened before. And I'm not quite clear on the reason for it. But like usually like when you play Animal Crossing, there's like um, different events and different holidays like there's bunny day for easter and there's toy day for christmas uh but they said that this time around all the holidays will be dlc which is kind of interesting um so like the first holiday um uh after release is going to be bunny day which is you know for easter and it's going to be all the holidays are going to be dlc and um i don't know what the reason is for that maybe like um you know animal crossing new horizons the date had the release date had already been pushed to march 20th before it was supposed to come out in 2019 um so maybe they weren't quite finished with it um even after the release date was pushed back or uh maybe the it's just so big or um maybe it's because you know if you're out doing things with your family on uh the holidays then you can go back and uh do the dlc for the actual holiday on the day that you want so i don't know but um it's interesting that the holidays are now dlc i also heard i think maybe i'm wrong but maybe they did it because they don't want people like fast forwarding the clock to see the event Oh, yeah, that could be because like Animal Crossing has had like kind of a time travel problem. I mean, like people can play the game however they want, but it almost feels kind of like you're not authentically playing it by like constantly time traveling. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. But, you know, of course, people can play however they want. Yeah, it looks game looks cool. And and I'm definitely in the camp of uh, like Spawnway Media said on um on his podcast he's just like i'm not a big really an animal crossing guy but this game looks awesome yeah it does it just looks so pretty like even if you're not an animal crossing fan and you're you don't know that what you're looking at is all brand new and like amazing in terms of like whatever furniture outside making your own paths stuff like that it just looks so pretty it looks so great i'm so excited the delay definitely looked like it helped it Oh yeah, definitely, and which is fine. I mean, like, do what you got to do. When people get mad about delays, I'm like, really? Like, come on. There's other stuff <sighs> to do in the meantime, you know? Yeah, I get the disappointment, but in the end, if it's gonna look as amazing as that, you know, by all means. Oh yeah, <laughs> if the game's gonna be better because of delay, delay it. Exactly. <laughs>
because otherwise we're gonna get like you know really crappy games that have come out that didn't get delayed so or the tree in pokemon oh, Sword and oh Shield. my god yeah remember that the tree tm the, the tree yeah <laughs> it's like oh man it's like it's like people don't understand that you had a mobile really just uh, like a mobile game developing studio transition to 3d and they're just like yeah. why does it look so bad i'm like because they were like a mobile development team and they're like slowly transitioning over like give them a break guys oh yeah we don't have to touch on that whole thing it's over <sighs> no, and done it's with. over and done with yeah and, with the ah. the the national decks oh gosh i shouldn't have even said that out loud it's like voldemort i know <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> well, it's, it, it gets crazy but and so animal crossing and pokemon were the reason why you got the nintendo switch and you love yeah. the nintendo switch right Oh, yeah, I do. I held off on getting the Nintendo Switch for a while. And then when the Nintendo Switch Lite was um, announced, I thought that it was the perfect compromise because it was $100 cheaper and I was only going to be... I usually only play handheld anyway. I don't really have a TV in my room to hook stuff up with. Um, but, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was time for me to bite the bullet. And I, I love my Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, I'm, I'm kind of upset because they, uh, released the pink color recently, and I think that that looks just gorgeous, but I'm happy with my blue one. <laughs> yeah, I like the blue one a lot. I like the blue and then the gray one. The, yeah. The, you know, the, the black one. I, I don't really like that banana yellow. Yeah, my roommate back at college had the yellow one, and, uh, you know, it, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I have, I have the regular Switch the OG one, because I got that yeah. when it, like, first came out. Not right away, but a couple months after. And I have the, you know, the color Joy-Cons, the blue and the the neon and the, um, you know, whatever other color they call yeah. it. But that, because, yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. I think that the, I think that the Animal Crossing uh, Switch, like, the colors of the Joy-Cons are just so beautiful. Oh, I love like, those they're a just, lot. They're just so nice to look at. Yeah, I, I hope mm -hmm. that... We get more Joy-Con colors, too, because they kind of stop that. Yeah, and I'm personally not really a fan of neon. Um, I, I kind of like the more pastel muted colors. I think that they're really pretty. But, um, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, because for when I got my Switch, I didn't really have a choice. It was like, this is the last Nintendo Switch in the store. Do you want it? It has the ne <laughs> neon Joy-Con colors. And this is when they're hard to find. I'm like, yes, just give me it. <laughs> and it was funny because <laughs> when I when, – um, because me, me and my dad, my dad went with me. Shout out to my dad. We went to Target. This was like back in June because I wanted it for my birthday. So they got, my parents got this for me for a birthday present when the, when the year came out. And we saw that Target was supposed to carry the Switch. And again, it was sold out everywhere. So we wait at Target at like 7 in the morning, wait for the store to open up at 8. And when it opens up, we run to the back. And we're just like, where's the switches? They're supposed to be switches. We, we grab the inventory guy. It's like, dude, where are the switches? He's like, all right, <laughs> let me check in the back. So he checks in the back. He's just like, so this is the only one we have in the store. It's the Neon Joy-Con colors. You want it? And we're like, yes, yes, ring it up. <laughs> so we go to the register, and the cashier was so scared to ring us up. She's like, am I allowed to sell this? Like, She was so nervous. And the guy was like, yes, they're allowed to buy it. And that's how I got the switch. That is so interesting. She was like scared to yeah, sell you was, a product. She was like, she was like freaking out. She was like, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to sell this. The guy just ran up to the um to the counter where the cashier is. Was like, here you go, get ready to sell this. She's like, uh, am I allowed to? That's so funny. So luckily, we were able to walk away with the switch, and I got my copy of Breath of the Wild, 
and mm-hmm. had a great time. So I love the Switch. Yeah. It's a great console because I didn't own a Wii U. I love U. it too. I wasn't a big Wii U fan personally. Yeah. I yeah. didn't like the gamepad. It was kind of a dark time for Nintendo. It was a dark time. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. I think I remember one of my friends has the Wii U. I, whatever Mario Party is on the Wii U, I think I like, though. Yeah, the, the Marty Parties are fine on the Wii U. And yeah. I, and I like Smash on there because I'm a big Smash fan. So yeah, I like that. But other than that, the games on the Switch, most of the Wii U mm. games anyway are on the Switch, you know. Yeah. By uh, the way, I I know you are a big uh, Smash fan. Whenever you uh, tweet the word melee, oh, melee, is that how yeah, you pronounce melee, it? Yeah. Melee. Super Smash Brothers Melee. I always think you're like saying my name because it's oh, like no. spelled so similar to my name. And I I'm know. Like, huh? No, I'm a big yeah. I'm a huge melee fan uh, mm-hmm. on the GameCube because the community for that's still going really strong. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, just the way the mechanics are in that game. Uh, one day I'll have to show you like the match if you're interested. And yeah, of just, course. Just, like, the me- There's actually a whole documentary on it, which is pretty nuts. On, on yeah. Melee from like the beginning to like the present and how the community evolved and stuff. Because they're still playing that game on like CRTs, which is crazy. From, like, that's so great. Yeah. I, love when, I love when communities and you know people love a game so much that they play it for years and years. There's this uh, guy that I'm subscribed to on YouTube. I have to pull up his name right now. But uh, uh, he has an article written about him. Um, his name is Jeff, and he's maintained the same Animal Crossing town um, for 17 years. Whoa! Yeah. He probably has, like, a uh, mansion in his house. <laughs> oh, my from, God. Um, his YouTube channel is JVGS Jeff. J-E-F-F. I'm gonna have to and, uh, Yeah, J-V-G-S Jeff. And he's had the same Animal Crossing town for 17 years from the uh, from the GameCube. And I just, I thought that was so awesome. I wow. love his videos. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very similar to the Melee guys. That's all they've been playing for like, you know, however many years, 17 years or something, which is crazy. It is crazy when you think about it, how long it's been since this stuff came out. Yeah, I think I think it's awesome. Like uh, I've been a fan of Pokemon and Animal Crossing for so long, and it's just like you know, it's just something that you don't outgrow. It's it's just nice. It feels good. Yeah, it's video fun. video games are, are an escape, and Nintendo games are just so good. And I'm, yeah. I'm I'm glad that they're still going strong, and we're still getting new games in each franchise because they're a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, and uh, it's definitely like a big personality trait for me now or a characteristic about me is just my love of nintendo yeah no mine too and it's it's cool how we were able to meet over a guy who you know is very critical (laughs) of nintendo but then two people meet each other and they both love nintendo and they become friends so yes definitely and uh if too many games isn't canceled yeah we'll see yeah we'll see i need to see you there i I mean it's Last year it was in June, so if it's this year, it'd probably be in June, which um, I don't know. It's still a ways off, but it was so much fun last year. I, w- I was only there for the day, but there are a lot of booths, um, a lot of cool stuff um, being sold. That's where I bought that um, that cartridge of Mother 3, English translated. That's so mm-hmm. cool. For $25. Oh, wow. It was awesome. So yeah, if you if you do go, just be uh, prepared to spend a little because it, they have some really cool stuff and like really cool like panels and events and like 
uh, cool people there. Like um, last year, the people that stuck out to me was like Arlo was there, and I really love him. Uh, like Scott the Waz. I know Vinny my boy Scott. Sauce. Yeah, my boy Scott. Yeah. And your boy Vinny <laughs> that, you yeah. know, that you're friends with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they, they were all there, and um, it, it was cool. It was a really fun time. So, hopefully, um, I will get to see you there. Yeah, we'll see what happens because we got a long way between now and then. But you know, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, one day at a time. One day at a time because that event looks awesome, and I really want to go. Yeah, um, super fun, and it's it's really not that bad of a drive. No, no, it's not. Um, yeah, it's not it's not that far for me. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Is there anything else you wanted to add? First off, before we before we kind of start closing the show, I, I want to thank you mm-hmm. for coming on because this was a great time and. It was great to kind of what everything what's going on to kind of like escape from that and talk about things we really like and we're passionate about. So I want to thank yeah. you for coming on so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I was a little nervous, but it just kind of feels like we're on the phone chatting about some stuff we like. Exactly. No, fun. you are awesome. You are. This is <laughs> just like a regular conversation. So thank you so much for that. Was there any final notes that you want to add? Anything? <sighs> I don't think so. We touched on Nintendo. We touched on uh, the bit plot. Yeah, the bit plot. <laughs> we, we talked yeah. about Italy. You know, those were the those were the big things that um, we wanted to talk about. So cool. And <laughs> where can people follow you? Because your social media is awesome. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, on Twitter, if you want to uh, read about my all my Nintendo thoughts, it's just Marley. What's good. There we go. That's where you follow. And there will also be, uh, in the show notes, there'll be a uh, link in the description as well where to follow you. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much. So no problem. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Generation Zen podcast. Again, everyone stay safe. Everyone try to try to play some fun games and, and get ready for some Animal Crossing that's coming out very soon because we all need some good times ahead and again things yeah things are getting crazy but video games are able to help us kind of take our minds at ease and escape to another Mm -hmm. world coronavirus is temporary but video games are forever well said that's good that's good (laughs) that's gonna be the last quote we end this on because that was that was awesome so thank you so much marley for coming on the show and we'll see everyone in the next episode bye bye Wait, say bye. Say bye. Say bye. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hey, okay. Bye-bye. Thanks.